Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Static Shock Podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 117 Brother Sister Act and Static Shack. Hi, pals. It's an exciting week. Isn't it we an exciting to, week? <laughs> well, we got a we got a celebrity guest star, not on our show, on on Static Shock. No. By the way, I'm I'm Al. I'm Maggie. And yeah, there's a there's a big some big uh, big doings in the life of uh, Virgil Hawkins. I mean, there's certainly some big doings in that a big man has arrived. A very very large man. A large man. And he's got a big appetite. <laughs> What's that from? It's from some commercial, but I don't remember. I, I, I don't know. Okay. Is it I'm a big man and I like a big cereal? That's it. That's the one. I was I was making uh, Paul Bunyan jokes mm. the whole time. Mm-hmm. Is the big like, c- hmm? Was the big cereal honeycomb? Because that was a physically huge cereal. Was it? Yeah. I never ate honeycomb because it sounded gross. It is gross, but also it's a massive chunk of uh, fucking cereal. Well... Is that the one? It's big. It's not small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's not yeah, no, small. I, I I never wanted to eat bees, so <sighs> that that just never appealed to me at all. We eat some bees. You never wanted to eat bees. No, I never wanted to pour myself a delicious bowl of bees and then pour <laughs> milk on those bees and eat them for breakfast. No. You know, in some ways, you and I are very different people. That's true. I don't have a segue from that to brother sister act. Mm-hmm. That is my segue. Yep, good work. <laughs> I'm a professional. Uh, yeah, so this has nothing to do with Whoopi Goldberg, and she likes honeycomb. No, I got nothing. No, this is just... All right, let me just tell you about Brother Sister mm-hmm. Act. How about that? Okay. Remember that time Virgil complained about his sister Sharon doing his laundry for him? Now she's making him dinner, and he's also not happy about that for some reason. Virg, listen, I genuinely like you, and I get that teen siblings can be pretty shitty to one another, but if you posted these interactions on Reddit, nobody would think you're not the asshole. Anyway, he fixes her inedible meal with his powers, because if there's one thing I definitely know about electricity, it's that it's good for meatloaf. I think that's in the Bible. But enough of this wacky domestic stuff, it's time for more bang babies. This week, we're being introduced to Boom, who has the power to make very loud noises. Is this a power? Is my wife a bang baby? (laughs) Well, Boom achieves the same basic result in an entirely different way, I suppose. He obviously took a cue from that famous passage from Moby Dick, you know, and if his chest had been a speaker, he'd have dropped the bass on his heart. He uses this chest speaker to rob banks. Also, at one point, he tries to rob a radio station that's doing a big cash prize giveaway because, yeah, they definitely have 200k just sitting in the prize closet with the beer koozies and keychain fart machines. Not too bright, this Boom. Oh, and he also has a sister named Miranda who apparently has the power to summon zoo animals. All right, so eventually it becomes clear that her actual deal involves holograms or something, but it took me quite some time to work this out from context clues, despite the fact that Boom calls her Mirage. I'm not as bright as I might be either, it turns out. But you know who is? Sharon. She finally worked out that her brother is the superhero who looks, sounds, and acts just like her brother. But naturally, Virgil tricks her into not believing this by the end of the episode, because I guess we just can't have nice things. Ugh. So let's roll right into this. Yeah, please do. Uh, my bad thing. I really like the idea of Sharon figuring out the Virgil static. Obviously. Yep. Like, we've been on about this since the series started. Well, we're not. We're no fans of the secret identity in general. No, it's dumb, you know? Yeah. 
or yeah, at least particularly like particularly for these teen characters who are struggling anyway. I like I'm okay with like the greater population not knowing that he's static, but like hit, yeah. like for the millionth time when he rolls up to his dad and goes, "Hey, da- I mean, Mr. Hawkins, how's it going? Mm-hmm. I'm not a person you've known my entire life." Yeah, I have two children, and I definitely don't know all their very specific mannerisms and the sounds of their voices and their, mm-hmm. their body language and all that. And Virgil, uh-huh. as Virgil's dad just goes, yes, that's a very specific thing to say about a thing that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's just, it's exhausting. So I was really excited when, like, we're, we're just doing this. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, because this plays out over the whole episode. It does play out over the whole episode. And also, you realize that Virgil is very bad at keeping his secret identity. Well, I mean, again... He's got a lot going on. They're going with the Spider-Man model. Mm-hmm. Of he's in school, and he's got to keep this secret and fight crime and go to school, like all those things. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's gonna slip up sometimes. Yeah. But so like, so he's a kid. So like, I was really enjoying this episode. The bit where she's cheering for him at the stadium when he's like fighting Boom is really cute. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, she's proud of her brother when she thinks he's a superhero, mm-hmm. and then yeah. And then at the last second, like Mirage just makes a Virgil. Uh, hologram in the sky and then Virgil and Richie just go ha you thought I was static you're an idiot an idiot with a stupid dumb face who's an idiot yeah it's not great it's bad it's really bad no I noticed the word gaslighting in your notes quite a bit Mm -hmm. and you're not wrong yep it's super not great boy I sure am not static and you're sure fucking stupid I mean it's this goes with the superhero narrative, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. It's just part of it. It's always been part of it, mm-hmm. or, you know, pretty close to the beginning anyway. And it's like, it's old superhero, like old Superman plots from like the 50s, mm-hmm. where it's like, no, look, uh, here's Clark and here's Superman. And I don't know, it's Batman dressed up as Superman or it's a robot. Mm-hmm. Or like he had a bunch mm-hmm. of different tricks. You know all this. Well, but and and so he's doing he's following that fine tradition, but mm-hmm. it still sucks. It's, it's, it's just like as it gets. Like as we move into the like into the present, it's more like oh, actually this is bad. This is bad, and none of us like it. Yeah, particularly. I mean, this show's just starting to be in the era of everyone has a cell phone and a camera in mm-hmm. their cell phone. Not quite, but a couple years away. Yep. And once we get there, mm-hmm. then all it takes is someone following Static and taking a picture of him going into that teen's bedroom window, and yep. that's it. You're done. <laughs> I guess Static and uh, Virgil are best friends. Yeah, maybe they're dating. Mm-hmm. Oh, good for them. Yeah. They look exactly alike. That's mm-hmm. a weird... Uh, why would you date someone who looks just like you? I don't know, but I mean, like, you know, in an infinite universe, everyone's doing something. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Mm-hmm. We should put that on a on a needle point. I might. In, in an infinite universe, everyone's doing something. <laughs> Maggie. <sighs> My bad thing yes. is... Uh, so, we get... I, I think this is the first appearance of this police chief, and... I was, this isn't the actual bad thing. I'm just setting this up. Mm-hmm. But like, I was hoping we'd get sort of a Jim Gordon kind of character that yep. Static like works with. And it seems like they were trying to do that, but he really doesn't do much of anything. Well, we don't even know who the police commissioner is. So like. No, he's, well, he's not the commissioner. He's a chief, which I think is good. He's like, he's like a couple of rungs down. Oh, sure. He's Lots sort of, of just the local. Yeah. The, like he's in charge of like, I don't know, 20 cops or something. Yeah. He's not in charge of the whole department, just like some guys. Mm-hmm. Static, the mayor's going to have my badge for this. Yeah, exactly. You're a loose cannon, but you get results. I, I wish you weren't such a loose cannon. <laughs> no, I just, I you know, hopefully they'll build that relationship up, but I'm mm-hmm. guessing they won't. Yeah, probably not. Because we've seen, like, and again, putting aside our actual attitudes toward 
actual like uh, authority figures these days. Mm-hmm. I, just the idea that he's a member of the community, that the the firefighters yeah. respect him, that he works with the cops, that he's you know like in in the abstract, I think that's a cool idea. But you know, I, I anyway. I've always really liked when he shows up and everyone's like, oh, good, Static's here. It's like, oh, that's nice, you know. Yeah, he's I, like you get a sense that this city really likes him. Yeah, which is good. It's like and, when Superman shows up, you know? Yeah. But also they kind of know, like, they might not know he's in high school, but they know he's young. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that kind of feeds into it. It makes him seem cooler. Yeah. Actually, Sharon's friends see Static on TV, and they're like, oh, he's cute. And I'm glad they didn't say, have Sharon say that. Mm-hmm. I was definitely worried that this uh, that this uh, episode would involve Sharon trying to trick Static into marrying her. Mm-hmm. Well, they did have sort of a Lois Lane character at the beginning, and they kind of forgot they had her. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, she'd be the one to do it. Yep. I don't even remember her name now. She's the reporter. Mm-hmm. She and the other students locked themselves into the newspaper room to oh, make a um, point about something. Yeah. You know who I mean. I do know who you mean. And then they decided that his uh, love interest should be uh, the girl from the um, the, the smart kid yeah. school. Ro- Robin? Mm, don't think it's Why Robin. Why can't I remember anyone's name in this? Daisy. I don't know. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And like the other the, one was Frida. Yes. Good. I'm glad you did, because I never yeah. would have. See, I know things. Weird. Two people reviewing long-running TV shows who can't remember something from week to week. Al, we're so old. We're so we're so qualified to do this. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, what I was getting at with the with the police chief was there's a bit where uh, Static has talked to uh, Mirage and realizes, oh, they're, they're brother and sister, mm-hmm. and he goes and tells the, the, the chief. And the chief says, her brother, that could be trouble, family ties and all. What, what does that mean? I don't know. Like, it's hard to get her to cooperate because she doesn't want to rat out her brother, maybe? But like, I, fair? It, it made no sense. Yeah. It's like, you, you just said some word salad, my friend. Yeah, uh, family ties and all that. Are you referring to the Michael J. Fox sitcom from the 1980s, sir? No, I'm referring to the Meredith Baxter Bernie sitcom. Michael <laughs> J. Fox was in it, but... <laughs> that and also... The show, man. And also, Beard Dad. Mm-hmm. The dad with a beard. Yeah, I know. I know who you mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I probably remember if you give me a minute, but uh, I can't remember what happened on this show we're reviewing mm-hmm. last week. Al, or... can you identify the name of Beard Dad? Uh, give me a few minutes and I probably can. Right, we'll come back to this one. Yeah. Uh, what do you got for a good thing? Uh, this is another in a long-running series of uh, things that's appeared on Static Shock where something is stupid and I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, power, uh, Boom's power is that his chest is a giant speaker. Like, it's a giant boombox speaker. That's yeah, why he's he, uh, called Boom. That's he opens incredible. opens shirt, and there's a fucking, just, yeah, right there. Just a woofer. <laughs> he opens his chest, and it disappears in a crowd. <laughs> Michael Gross. Yep, Michael, Michael, dad. very good, very, very good. I did not Google that, I swear. Mm-hmm. Have to take my word for it, but I didn't. Michael Gross, beard yep. dad. Yep. Also, Justine Bateman and... Tina Yothers? Yeah. I, think I don't know why others. I know so much about family family ties. Anyway. Uh, my good thing. Yes. They have mercifully given us a five-second version of, of Virgil's transformation mm-hmm. instead of the full recycled He-Man bit every time. And I know you think of it as the Sailor Moon bit. I uh, think that's just the 80s, 90s kid divide. Exactly. But regardless, we don't have a something they re- they animated once and showed us a full 30 seconds mm-hmm. of it every single episode this time. And no. he just goes, and he's static. And I, I like that. I it's really like, appreciate that, guys. Because, like, you know. Yeah. 
I get that you put a little extra work into that. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But you guys are better than Filmation. I got some problems with, with the way the show is drawn and animated mm-hmm. sometimes, but you're better than Filmation. Most people are. Yeah. Except Hanna-Barbera. Uh, well, yeah. Well, Hanna-Barbera made a couple of good things. They did, but also they made a lot of characters with ties so that they didn't have to, uh, they could just switch the direction of the head. But are they family ties? I don't know. Is Beard Guy there? <laughs> Michael Gross. <laughs> Don't be Michael Gross. Jeez. <laughs> um, I think it was weird that they did another uh, brother and sister. Like, I like that it parallels mm-hmm. Sharon and Virgil. I get it. Like, you know, the, the brother and sister, brother and sister. I understand that. But I, we just did one where the younger kid can sort of project, like, things they uh, imagine. Mm-hmm. And uh, the older kid is taking advantage of that. Yeah. Like it's it's almost exactly the same as what we just did. Yeah, it's it's that's a very popular bang baby power. I guess. It's well, it is a different power. It, it, it yes, but he could make physically real things. She's just making light projections, mm-hmm. and I seriously did not catch on to what that was until she made a flash of actual light to like blind yeah. somebody. I was like, oh, she just made tigers come out of the floor. That's yeah. her power. And then later she made elephants. So I'm like, zoo animals. I guess she makes zoo animals. I. Don't think Mirage is a great name for that, but I'm not writing for this show. So. Yeah. But also, I don't know, maybe she's six or seven and has that little kid's fascination with the zoo. Are you just pulling just... animals off your animal crackers box? No, shut up. <laughs> oh, no, a penguin. Uh-huh. Well, watch out, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this is... This is kind of uh, similar to what you were saying mm. about something stupid that I enjoy. Yep. Which is when when a new bang baby shows up, that's never going to sound right. Nope. But when, you know, when new people with power show up, I'm always trying to guess what their deal is. And they hardly ever do that thing like in an X-Men comic where mm-hmm. they turn to you and they say, my ability to project light, blah, 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 blah. Yep. You kind of have to. And I, I, I respect that about this show. They they expect you to figure it out for yourself usually. Yep. Or you're with Virgil where he's like, oh, she can make light. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, but they don't just say it is my point. And yeah. Sometimes because of the way the show is animated, which isn't always the best, mm-hmm. it leaves me guessing. I have to play a game. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what is what is her deal? Hmm. It's like in the next episode. Yes. They're all animal guys. Mm-hmm. The bad guys are. And I, oh. I, it was obvious for two of them. And the third one I just wasn't getting. I had to look it up. We'll talk about it when we get yeah. to the next episode. But it, that's the thing. Is like there's a lot more sort of gimmicks and a lot more like rules and tricks to uh-huh. their powers than than we usually realize because they don't really give us that information. Huh. So it's it's kind of a, right. a double-sided sword there. Like I like that they don't insult our intelligence <laughs> and explain it, but sometimes I could use a little explaining. I I appreciate your faith in me, but also you should have less faith in me. <laughs> also, I don't know. I'm used to like if I gotta watch the corny ass uh, uh, secret identity bullshit, mm-hmm. you you could give me the corny ass. Uh, now I have the power to do this. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of exposition in this episode. Oh yeah, there was at the be. It starts out with Sharon going, as you know, Dad's out of town. Mm-hmm. What teenager? What like? I don't know about you, but my whole life focused on those moments when my parents were yeah. out of town. Of course, I know. I've been mm-hmm. planning this for months. Yep. But and then it, later Mirage talks about like their their dead parents mm-hmm. and they're trying like uh, uh, Boom's uh, tricking her into robbing stuff to mm-hmm. help their grandmother yep. and I, I like that as a motive, 
but she's like projecting images of their dead parents or whatever. It's like, what are you? What is this? Remember when our parents were alive, and then this one died, and then this one died, and then you turned into a jerk with a boombox in your chest. I feel like if those things happened to either of us, we would probably remember those without prompting. Yeah, but also uh, I would probably bring them up a lot. Okay, but you probably wouldn't say. You probably wouldn't back up to the point where you're explaining it for the as if for the first time. Mm-hmm. You would take it as read that he knows, and you would make references to it. Yeah. I uh, would definitely say to you while drunk, uh, hey, Al, remember that time I got a boombox in my chest? And I'd say, no. <laughs> and then you'd whip off your shirt, mm-hmm. and there'd be a boombox. Yeah. I'd be really mad about that, too. I've been working on my chest. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm aware of this. Mm-hmm. Have, oh, do you do the mystical chant, we must, we must? I do, actually. Okay, good. Yeah, you're supposed to. I don't, you know, obviously you're you're much more uh, of an expert on this kind of stuff. But oh, I, just, yeah. I know what I've picked up through pop culture. And that's, you know. Listen, I've done the research. I figured. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there might be little tidbits you don't know. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, you know, not trying to mansplain to you. <laughs> don't make fun of my tidbits. I'm working on it. <laughs> Your eyes are up there, though. I will always remember <laughs> that. Oh, and there, and there. How many eyes do you have? Mm. Uh, There was what should have been a good one-liner from Virgil. Like, it... it Felt like a dig at Limp Biscuit, but uh-huh. it, it went generic. He's like, "It's louder than a rap metal concert here." Yeah, that I I I, I thought that I, that felt like a real old man line. I feel like the, he he took a dig at like because that's when like Limp Biscuit and Kid Rock uh-huh. and all that stuff was big, and I feel like they said something mean about somebody specific, and they're like, "Hey, you probably shouldn't say that." Virgil, so they made it lame. You can be as absolutely be as mean as you want to uh, Limp Biscuit or Kid Rock. Mm-hmm. Especially Kid Especially Rock. Kid Rock. But mm-hmm. especially Bart. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Oh, there's a lot of use of his powers that should have just murdered people. Mm-hmm. He rode a wave of electricity through a, you know, like the, the sprinkler system going off in a whole arena. Yep. Just, just riding by on some electricity. It's mm-hmm. fine. Just a lot of people got electrocuted to death. Whoops. And actually, out in the rain, mm-hmm. uh, Sharon's car stalls. And he uh, jump starts the battery with his powers, which yep. is, you know, that's cute, but it's raining and that would probably electrify the car and kill your sister. Yeah. Dude. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. I know you don't like her, but uh, that's, that's a bit far. Now who's going to b- do your laundry and make you inedible meatloaf? Oh, my God. Just always complains about her. Mm-hmm. Like the shows from his perspective, if she's awful, they really need to show us. That. Yeah, absolutely. Right now she seems... A little irritated by him, like she would be, mm-hmm. but also pretty sweet and generous, and he's just completely ungrateful. I mean, especially in this episode where she's just like, oh, you're static? That rules. Yeah. Suddenly, all the lack of respect she had for Virgil goes mm-hmm. out the like, oh, that's why he's, like, kind of a slacker. Because mm-hmm. he's out fighting crime. Yep. But no, none of that. No, it, it never happened. Mm-hmm. I mean- I don't know. I, I guess expecting these shows to have continuity is a bit. I this is I yeah. We we weren't quite there yet. You know. That said, I know uh, villains return and refer to previous times they've shown up, mm-hmm. so there is some continuity. Well, we definitely have uh, a couple of those in the next episode. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Sure do. Yeah. Huh. Uh, uh, what else? I don't know. I actually what really else? like the rain uh, effect in this you mentioned earlier. Yeah, it looked good. It did. It just, like I said, when it's raining, maybe your electric powers are, you know, you should be a little more careful mm-hmm, with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anything else? Is that it? I don't know. That's all I have. Yeah, I think that's it. 
You got a quote? No, you have a quote. Oh, that's right. It's my episode. You, I you know have a quote. I just also like this one. <laughs> yes. They're, uh, it's uh, uh, Virgil and Sharon having a, a, a big back and forth, and then Virgil says this. Off on an important errand, are you? Uh, no. I'm just going up to my room. Okay? Okay, little brother. Bye. No mental problems there. Which... I, look, he's mean to her, and I wish he wouldn't be, but that is a good line. It's a good line. It's a good delivery, too. Fucking Philomar rules. I mean, yes, he does. Also, he gets to be, I, I mentioned the radio station mm-hmm. in this, he gets to be the uh, the radio DJ, yep. and I, I mentioned that only because I think every one of these, like, uh, uh, voice actors, you know, like the utility players, I call them, mm-hmm. like the, you know, the um, the Maurice LaMarches, the Rob Paulsons, the Tresses McNeil, yep. you know, all the guys who do a million voices have a fucking corny-ass radio DJ. Why don't you be the 12th caller? Mm-hmm. You know, like, and Phil Amar's got a great one. Yep. I remember Big thinking, family. I've seen this exact character on Mad TV back in the day. But, well, oh, I always forget he was on Mad TV. He I was? Because I always have so much respect for him. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, some good performers came out of that. I know you've been watching um, uh, Mrs. Maisel yes. recently. And um, uh, what's her name? Alex Borstein. That, so. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Anything else? I think that's it. Well, then let's move forward to the big event. Uh huh. Static Shack. Static Shack. All right. So Static's in the middle of battling the Rough Pack, which out of the box sounds like the villains from the Pound Puffy uh, Pound Puppies cartoon, or possibly <laughs> Rude Dog and the Dweebs. The Rough Pack in question are Kanga, the jumping guy with the Jamaican accent, Ferret, the guy with the big nose who performed a daring heist on the farmer's market last week, and who I still think is called Weasel, despite the fact that we had an, a, a long talk about that him not being Weasel. And Hyde, a big dude who looks like the thing if the thing were made of meat instead of orange rock. Being this dude just looks unpleasant. Anyway, <clears throat> Static stops them from robbing whatever or whoever they were robbing, but not before Hyde rips off a chunk of his coat. Then the rough pack escapes, and Virgil goes to meet up with his family at the community center. Apparently, Mr. Hawkins has an old friend visiting, and he wants the kids to meet him. The old friend in question turns out to be celebrity guest star Shaquille Shaq O'Neal, who I am informed is a player of the Peach Basketball. <clears throat> nah, I'm kidding. Shaq is one of the three professional athletes I actually have heard of, partly because he was a, he had regular video games come out when I was still reading Nintendo Power, and partly because of the movie Steel, a movie that I was vaguely interested in, in the same way that I am vaguely interested in any superhero movie that comes out this is still true today. Anyway, Virgil tries to spend time with Shaq, but his publicist keeps keeps him away. Shaq invites the Hawkinses to to a dinner at his at his hotel. Also, Richie is there, and the Rough Pack arrive again, having sniffed out Virgil's jacket and looking to murder him. Weasel manages to identify Virgil, but I guess that doesn't matter. The Hawkinses and Shaq both escape, mostly due to Shaq being very large, which comes in handy, I guess. They head back to the stately Hawkins Manor. Shaq spends the night in Virgil's room, which cannot possibly be comfortable. That is not a large bed. Next morning, Shaq finally takes Virgil out for some basketball, and they bond, which is actually pretty sweet. Then the Rough Pack shows up once again to, to uh, because nothing gold can stay. Virgil tells Shaq that he's static, and then they beat the shit out of the Rough Pack, which is honestly not very difficult. Literally anyone could beat up Weasel. My four-year-old nephew could beat up Weasel, and he just learned that hands are not for hitting. (laughs) Anyway, the day is saved or whatever thanks to Shaq. He's a Shaq to your system. (laughs) So a couple of things. Yes. Uh, For those of you who are not Canadian, you might not realize Canada insists that they invented basketball, and they call it peach basketball. (laughs) I don't know why this is. Mm-hmm. They also think they invented Superman, and they're wrong. It's a part of our heritage. 
Uh huh. I know. Now we've had that moment, so we're good. <laughs> uh, the other thing is uh, Hyde, who is the th- the the third member of the rough pack, is there apparently the, called the, the rough and rowdy pack. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Has the height of an elephant. Oh. And I only know this because I looked it up in the DC wiki. They didn't say it or anything. Oh. So you got a weasel guy, and you got a kangaroo guy, and you got an elephant guy. Well, so you know that n- classic team. <laughs> well, it's from mythology, really. Uh-huh. It's, it, it, it's the fable of <laughs> of the weasel and the elephant, and their friend the kangaroo. The, the weasel that carries the elephant across its back on the river, and a- and then the kangaroo stings him. Yep, with his kangaroo stinger. Al, it's a tale as old as time. It is. Uh, every, yeah, they're not very good. <laughs> every culture has the myth of the elephant, the kangaroo, and the weasel. I mean, I suppose that's true, which is weird because kangaroos existed in isolation in, in Australia and nobody knew about them until the rest of us got to Australia. Yep. And yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, um, would you say that this particular villain team is better or worse than, um, uh, Ebon's team? The Metabreed? Yeah. Uh, oh boy, that's a toughie. Because so far, I think this is the these are the only two we have, right? Everyone else is sort of working solo. I'm going to say the uh, Metabreed ha- at least has two good characters. Yeah, but they also got Shiv. They do got Shiv, who I uh, hate. I, I will say, mm-hmm. this team is sort of even. Like, they're all equally... Like, they're all lame, but they're all equally lame. Yeah, like, exactly. They're all about a three. Yeah. They don't have a one, like... Um, Shiv. You know, like, like Shiv, exactly. Yeah. But they don't have any, like, sevens or eights like Ebon. Well, I would know? say Ebon's, like, one of the better. Like, I really yeah, I, like no, the design he absolutely that guy. Is. Yeah. He absolutely is. I, I shouldn't have done this on a scale of one to ten. I yeah. was kind of in trouble there. <laughs> um, But they are sort of evenly matched, at least. Mm-hmm. It's not like, why are they hanging out with each other? Mm-hmm. Whereas Ebon, come on, buddy, you can do better. You can like, do the, so much better than this. Bird Lady's not bad, but you need a, you need a better third than him. Uh-huh. I just like a guy who laughs at all my jokes. Well, I can understand that. I mean, he worked for the Joker last week. He laughs at everything now. Mm-hmm. He took a whiff of Joker gas. He's laughing at everything forever. I made my hand into a knife again. Yeah, we mm. know. Okay. It's a That's knife. Your only trick, huh? No, I can also make a hammer. I just don't. Okay. All right. Well. Whereas these guys are, I mean, you know, you can't get more classic Spider-Man villains than a bunch of animal guys. That's true. So that's something. Mm-hmm. But. One of my one of my thoughts was, wow, they really pulled out the D-listers for this special appearance. And then I was like, but the special appearance is a basketball star. Yep. It's not like Batman where they really should pull out, you know, a good villain. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, these are about right for Shaq. Yep. Where you just need some background guys and focus more on Shaq. Yeah, exactly. Like, again, like if this were Spider-Man, like Shaq would be fighting the Rhino. Yeah. Uh, so what was your good thing? Um... I was not expecting much from this episode since I could give two shits about neither basketball nor Shaq, but this is actually very cute. It was. Um, Shaq and Virgil fighting gross dudes at the end was just delightful to me. Mm-hmm. And the entire scene where they're bonding over the basketball game um, is just it was just good. It was just very good. Well, Virgil's a little intimidated, but because it's fucking Shaq. Yeah. Like, even if you're not aware of who he is, which you and I are, and we don't know shit about sports. Exactly. But even then, he's seven feet tall. Yep. He's got that on you, if nothing else. And if you think, oh, well, maybe this guy doesn't know how to play basketball, you'll figure that out real quick. Uh-huh. But my point is, Virgil's still not scared to trash talk him a little bit. Yep, yep. And to cheat a little with his static powers. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I like that he wants to keep up, because, you know, he wants to look cool in front of the cool guy. Yep. 
the 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 bit where Shaq's just like, oh, sometimes I got to be Shaq and I got to do Shaq stuff, and then sometimes I got to be Shaquille, just your regular run of the mill seven foot tall guy. Yeah, it was very good. Mm-hmm. I uh, this kind of ties into my good thing. Yeah. I, I he was actually a lot better voice actor than I expected yeah. him to be. Like he's not fooling anyone into thinking he's an actor. Like he's he's an athlete who came on a, a cartoon show, and I I know he was in a movie, mm-hmm. and I know he did some other stuff. Yep, but he's not an actor first. And you can tell, mm-hmm. but he's a better guy for known physicality doing a voice performance than, say, Sergeant Slaughter. Mm-hmm. Like, some of the lines were a little wooden, but some of them he actually sold with some charm. And yeah. I really liked it. Well, and I imagine this is a, um, this is kind of a big deal for him. Like, he's like a big Superman guy, apparently. I remember that f- being a well, thing. Well, that's why I he wanted to from... do Steel. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And he's I, also a big I mean... genie guy. That's why he did that other movie. Mm hmm. Oh, God, I forgot about that. Shaq's got two tattoos, the Superman logo and a picture of a genie. Huh. Not the genie, just a genie. Right. Huh. Well, learn something new every day. He does not actually have a picture of a genie. Oh. Well, why would you do that to me? Why would you just lie to me like that? (laughs) What is our relationship? I don't know. Okay. Um, Why are we like this? Yeah, who knows? But... It's probably a big deal to him, too, because Mm -hmm. this is a black superhero. Yeah, You don't have a lot of those. And when you do, they're the fifth member of the team Mm -hmm. who's clearly there because they're like, oh, shit, everyone's white. Mm -hmm. But this show focuses on this black kid, and he's a good kid, and he's a hero, and a role model, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, like, we talk about this occasionally, but it is a pretty big deal. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure, like, he's probably not the last black celebrity we'll see on this show because... It's a big deal, and they want to, you know, prop it up a little. Yeah, bit. absolutely. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, actually, I had a little. Hey, it's that guy. Uh, Hyde is voiced by. I mean, by by this point, a very minor celebrity, mm-hmm. but it, but another black celebrity, uh, Tone Loke. Yep. So, that that's a feather in his Medina. Yep. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I used to, um, back when I worked at uh, uh, Chapters, I would uh, open. So, like, I had to get there at, like, 5 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And they would always play the same, like, music on a loop. So, mm-hmm. like, I knew it was 8 o'clock and time to start winding down for the shift when uh, Funky Cold Medina would come on. <laughs> oh, it's the Novelty Roofie song. Good. And I would look up at the ceiling and go, wait, what's this song about? Mm-hmm. That's oh, about a roofie. Mm-hmm. That's whimsical. Yeah. That's unfortunate. What are you going to do? Uh, it was the 80s. We were all nuts. <laughs> do you want to get nuts? Let's get mm-hmm. nuts. Come on. Let's get nuts. <laughs> I, I'm saying, like, let's let's go buy some, you know, peanuts and almonds and cashews and such. That does sound like fun, actually. Yeah. Want to get nuts? Mm-hmm. I do want to get nuts. Here's, here's a can of peanut brittle. Oh. Well, I can't imagine why this... <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh, my goodness! <laughs> So, sorry, you thing twice. <laughs> my bad thing. So, this is a big deal. He's yeah. a celebrity. For a one-time appearance, they really managed to make him off-model mm-hmm. for like half the episode. Like, like his head looked like a tiny peanut in some shots. Yep. And I get, I get that they're going for a perspective thing. He's seven feet tall. They're shooting it from low. His head's small, but it still didn't look right. No. And it's like, come on, man. He, you've got a model right there. Mm-hmm. The guy. It's not like these made-up characters where you have the comic and that's it. Like mm. you, you've got him from every angle. You can say, hey, turn this way. Oh, now I know how to draw you in profile. Yeah. Thanks. No, it's not like at the end of the episode there's like a guy showing you how he created Shaq's unique look. Right. 
he looks like basketball star Shaquille O'Neal. Mm-hmm. But you know, and, from TV. Is, right. But when he looked right, like he looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. And but they were clearly they were going for some visual gags about yeah. him being so tall. And I really liked those, but it kind of wrecked them because he was off model mm-hmm. so much. Like the bit where his publicist calls him and his cell phone, he's got to hold it between his thumb and forefinger because yep. he's just so massive. <laughs> It's very good, mm-hmm. and the 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 laugh line at the end of the episode is um, uh, the uh, uh, static drops one of the uh, bad guys in the basketball hoop way up yeah. above their heads, and he's like, "How's the weather up there?" I always wanted to say that to somebody. <laughs> it's just, they they make a bunch of jokes about how big he is, and yeah. he's cute, uh, but then they draw him so hideously off model mm-hmm. that it kind of ruins the effect, you know? Yeah, it's disappointing. Yeah, it. A lot of the animation in this one look real rough. Yeah, and that's too bad. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, they they obviously put a little more effort in when Batman showed up. Is mm-hmm. Shaq not worth the, uh, the the same attention as time and attention as, I, that, I, as I would uh, Batman? definitely say that uh, Shaq and Batman are uh, comparable celebrities. Not to in, me, but I'm sure to someone. Yeah. In Virgil's mind, yeah. he probably looks up to them about equally. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Uh, what was your bad thing? Uh, Shaq constantly fleeing his publicist got a little tiring for me. You know that she works for you, right, Shaq? Like, yeah, at first I thought, so there's a thing that, at least on TV, I bet this happens in real life too, where famous people don't want to do a thing. Mm -hmm. And so their publicist or their agent or whoever will come in and say, oh, I'm sorry, Shaq, you're double booked. Mm -hmm. And they're just getting them out of it. Yeah. I thought he was doing that. I thought she was just there to, to sort of be a buffer and run interference, but. No, he just didn't like her. Yeah, like he genuinely seems to want to hang out with these people. There's, yeah, there's a. The, I mentioned like they go to a a party at his place. What it is is it's supposed to be like a dinner with uh the Hawkinses, basically. Uh-huh. And like his publicist turns it into like this big media thing. And when uh Virgil's dad shows up, he has a look on his face like, "Oh, good, the people I actually wanted to see are here." Mm-hmm. But again. It could they could have like they could have played it like oh Shaq has to hang out with all these people in Dakota so mm-hmm. yeah you're my close personal friends come to dinner with me there yeah now they think they're special but they're just here with fifty other people exactly but no he actually wanted to the the bit where um uh, Virgil's at his dad's work mm-hmm. I think that's where he is uh, with his sister. And she's like, yeah, he wants to introduce us to an old friend of his. And he's like, that's an emergency. I had to stop what I was doing to come. And, like, his dad says, uh, yeah, so I know this guy, Shaquille O'Neal. You heard of him? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's this cool moment of Virgil, like, my dad's not possibly that cool. How uh-huh. are you this cool? What the hell? And I just continue to love the the dynamic with the dad. Also, like, this is one of those times where it makes perfect sense for, like, like well, him to a lot of community sh- Yeah, work. exactly. Like, it's not like... <laughs> Homer, meet meet Lady Gaga. Yeah, exactly. No, he does a lot of work in the community. Of course, he's probably met celebrities who are also doing charity work Mm -hmm. or whatever. Makes total sense. Yeah. (laughs) There's my favorite bit, and I I tweeted about this earlier. Mm -hmm. My favorite bit is when um, they do finally get to play uh, uh, one-on-one, Virgil and Shaq, and they, they walk up to this basketball court. And Shaq, no shit, the line they wrote for him that he delivered with his mouth Mm -hmm. is, what's this place? Like, one of the probably top three basketball players in the world Mm -hmm. at that point. (laughs) looks about, what is this, a bounce thing? (laughs) Doesn't know what it is. Are we going to play the peach basketball? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right, I'm Canadian. Yeah. I had no idea. I can't see his uh, flip-top head from all the way up there. That's the problem. (laughs) Hey, buddy. Hey, hey buddy. (laughs) 
I love playing basketball, buddy. That was a foul, guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was it was very dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did like I did him fleeing his publicist did get tiring, but I did like the uh the, they could have done this a little better. But mm. What they were trying for was sort of like a hard day's night thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Where Shaq can't go anywhere because everyone loves him. Mm-hmm. And I kind of I kind of like that. I just it could have been like I said, it could have been a little better. I I like how friendly everyone was to him. Like it was just like it was never like, hey Shaq, come talk to me for a while. It yeah. was like, hey Shaq, how's it going, man? I'll see you later. I my my favorite part of that was the when they're playing and the uh, window opens on a tall building somewhere like you know still on third or fourth floor. Yep. And it's some mom just like horny as hell yep. for him. She's like, "Damn, Shaq, I'm going to climb you like a tree." Uh, <laughs> hello, ma'am. Uh d- hello, just I'm playing basketball with this teen thing. year old, you can come back later. Mhm. Oh, Shaq. <laughs> it was just it was just like one line and I might have been reading into it, but I don't think so. <laughs> I think the script probably said lady who's horny for Shaq. Yep. <sighs> I I do wonder how much of that was dictated by him or requested by mm. him. Like, I, I don't know anything about the guy. Sure. I know sort of about his persona, but I don't really know about the yeah. guy himself. And I don't I don't care. I don't, it doesn't really matter to me. But I know sometimes celebrity guests are like, yeah, I'll be in your show. But you, and if I'm playing myself, you have to say everyone loves me. Mm-hmm. And also, I get to know the, the hero's secret identity. And also, I get to beat up some bad guys. Yeah. Okay, we can write that in. Whatever. And also, I get to do Shaq Fu. Oh, God, I forgot about Shaq Fu. <laughs> That's how I know Shaq. Oh, my God. I don't even know. It was a video game. Right? It was a video. It was a Super Nintendo game. So, like, okay. like, the, like the write-up for it was in my Nintendo Power. And, like, of course. he goes to another world like it's Mortal Kombat so that he can fight... Uh, monsters with his Shaq Fu like it was a fucking Street Fighter game see I don't know if it happened this way but I imagine him looking at Michael Jordan doing Space Jam he's like Mm -hmm. yeah you get to hang out with Bugs Bunny that's pretty cool Mm -hmm. but what I want to do yeah somebody make that happen Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're like hell yeah here's a truckload of money Mm -hmm. I love a truckload of money thanks yeah Mm. Um, here's a truckload of cat food this I want less (laughs) The uh, I don't know you can sell that for money. I, I guess. suppose that's true to cat lovers. Yeah. The uh, the only other thing I know about him is that he did a song with Fushnikins, Ooh. and I just say I just like saying Fushnikins. How do you spell Fushnikins, Al? F U space S C H N I C K E N S. F U space M A G G I E. They're they're one of my favorite sort of novelty hip hop acts from the nineties. Sure. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, God, Richie, like, once again, uh, at one point he meets Shag and he says, one love. And I was like, don't, don't say any of the, shut up. Don't, you're a white kid. Stop it. Especially in front of Shaq. Please just stop. <laughs> Richie, you're oh. embarrassing me in front of Shaq. Mm-hmm. I don't get to say that very often. Mm-hmm. Last week you embarrassed me in front of Batman. You're just embarrassing me in front of all my heroes, mm-hmm. man. Why are we friends again? I like the, you I, that walkie-talkie. I still, I still don't know that. <laughs> I could have bought walkie-talkies. It's not that big of a deal. I got you that Danish. <laughs> what have you done for me lately? And I'll never forget it. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I'm picturing Shaq. Hey, hey. I get $200 for hey, hey. <laughs> I like, so, um, 
it's we no, it's not weasel. Mm. God, you could, you got me mixed up now. It's ferret. It's ferret. I knew it was ferret, but you keep making me think it's weasel. Weasel's a better name. I don't like. I I appreciate that, but none of the villains in the show have good names. No, ferret is terrible. Boom, is terrible. It's so terrible it cycled around to good. Yep. Um, but he's uh, sniffing Shaq. Sure. And they're like, oh God, sorry, our town's a little weird. And he's like, no, I get that all the time. Mm-hmm. Like he's just got people sniffing him. Yep. Oh yeah. I I get it. D- d- don't don't worry about it. Like, yeah. Look, it's gonna be a lot weirder when the internet like uh, gives the foot perverts a, a platform. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kangas like foot perverts. What? Mm. Oh, sweetie, you're gonna do great. I'm gonna get an only fan. I'm gonna get an only feet. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just gonna look at only my feet. Yep. Um, I really like the implication that he plays basketball video games. Yeah. Because at one point when he's trying to get away from the crowd and hang out with the family, he's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, I got a, I got a new, uh, new basketball game, like a video game that I want to play." Yeah. And it's like I, I love him getting like NBA All Stars on Super Nintendo or whatever, yep. and like, no, I don't want to play as me. I always play as me. Yeah, like. I want to play as Rodman. They really statted me out weird. Like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what else? Let's see. I would have liked it a little more if Virgil was kind of bad at basketball and didn't know much about the NBA. Like, because mm-hmm. you know he's a science nerd. Sure. Like, obviously he'd know who the big celebrity guy is. Mm. But I'd love, I'd love to see him. You, you throw this in there, right? I, I don't know. Having having Richie have to explain like stats and shit to him would be very funny to me. Yeah, and that's the only part he knows. He yeah. doesn't know how to play the game at all. Mm. He just knows like where the three point. Yeah, exactly. Is or he watches yeah. a lot of basketball. Hmm. Uh, what else? Um. Hmm. That is about all that I have. Yeah. This was, I mean, it was, you know, it felt really like the corny sitcom episode where the, um, where the celebrity guest. Exactly. Because, like, the way, the way they build it up where the dad's like, I, I want you to meet my good friend, Shaquille O'Neal. And then they, they almost pause for applause yep. there. <laughs> it was a cartoon. Very few cartoons, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, that's okay. Yeah. I don't mind that. The show, this show has always worn its sort of like uh, sitcomness on its mm-hmm. sleeve, and yeah. I kind of like that actually. Yeah, I it could feels... definitely have seen this as like part of the TGIF lineup. Yeah, exactly. It's got a got a bit of like sort of a Family Matters adjacent vibe, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Yeah, only there's no Urkel. No, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to spend every host segment laughing about Urkel. <laughs> okay. Anything else? Uh, it's, uh, oh, uh, my quote. Yes, this one is your quote. I do remember how this show works. Yeah, this is uh, Richie meeting uh, uh, Shaq. Do I know you? Ha, I was nigging so tall. That was actually pretty mm-hmm. good. <sighs> there were a lot of good one-liners in this, Yeah, but that was that was a good one. Okay, well, I suppose that's it for yeah. this time. That was... Uh, I honestly thought that was going to be a lot cheesier, and like I, I thought that was going to be the low point. Yeah, no, but uh, like, ugh, gonna, how are they going to work Shaq into this? But I don't know. He it, just shows up and hangs out. Yeah, Who cares? Kind of clicks, you know. It's, yeah. yeah, I'll hang I'll out. Be- I'll hang out with Static. He seems cool. Yeah, I'll hang out yeah. with Shaq. He seems cool. I mean, look, you guys know I'm a Superman guy, right? Like, yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not going to tell the kid that because he's a kid and I don't want to hurt his feelings. But I'm kind of trying to work my way up the ladder. Mm-hmm. 
I meet Static, then maybe I can meet like Flash. Well, Static knows Batman, and Batman knows Superman. But yeah. Batman well, hates can... Superman, so yeah. So no, no, no. You go from Static to like Green Lantern to Flash, mm-hmm. and then to Superman. Like, okay, Flash did that thing where he raced Superman. I wonder if I could convince Superman to play basketball against me. I, I mean, know he'd win. I mean, it worked for Muhammad Ali. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Superman boxed Muhammad Ali. He so did. Why wouldn't he? Although, that said, you do run the risk, Shaq, of, of Superman saying, what, Michael Jordan's not available? Because <laughs> I, I assume, like, I don't know shit about sports, but I know yeah. from the I'm an idiot and this is what I've been told that Jordan's the greatest guy ever. So, like, yeah. they're always going to think of you as, like, the number two guy at mm-hmm. best. So, you know. Just like uh, Superman. Yeah. You could play that angle. There you go. Jordan Jordan would play Batman. Yeah. Look, come on. And Charles Barkley would play a basketball game with Godzilla. Oh, shit. I forgot about Charles Barkley. We know we know a bunch of basketball players. Well, I, like, you know, I grew up in the 90s. Basketball was a big deal, even for me, a person who does not give a shit about basketball. Well, I mean, that's because they all had their own video games or cartoons. Exactly. Not because you watched basketball. I also remember MC Hammer from the cartoon Hammer Man. Oh, boy. (laughs) Al, he had magic shoes. Look, every like every celebrity at a certain level got offered a cartoon, and a bunch of them took it. Like that, that wasn't unique to the '90s. No, like the Jackson Five had a cartoon. It goes back at least that far. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and they spelled it Five I V E, which as a kid really like. What is that's not even a thing. That's Sive. Yeah, who are the Jackson Sive? Can you tell me that? (laughs) What is a gonk? All right. No, it's well, Fugunk. Of course. Um, it's like the movie se- se- Seven. Se- seven. That Seven doesn't look like a V. You're not fooling anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week, the episodes we have are Frozen Out mm-hmm. and Sunspots. Mm. So I'm guessing someone with cold powers and someone with sun powers? Sun powers? Maybe, maybe uh, our friend Devlin's favorite thing, the sun with sunglasses. Will oh, we can only hope. If only. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, as ever, the website is kidslovebatman.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Algar. If you donate as little as $1 a month US, mm-hmm. you can get access to us currently reviewing Batman the Brave and the Bold. Yeah. We're many episodes deep, but also there's a backlog of, uh, like, I think we did 10 or 12, like, uh, DC animated movies before we decided we didn't want to do that. Yep. Yep. There's a bunch of stuff in there. And yeah. There's, there's uh, bonus episodes of our uh, Star Trek show Endeavor. And there's bonus episodes of uh, Death of Podcasts, mm-hmm. and all that's there for as little as you want to give. Yep. Um, and if you want to write to us, it is Kids Love Batman Podcast at Gmail. I misspoke last week. I thought we were done with this soon. We're not done till November, mm. but still, send uh, us your uh, send us your email. Yeah, send us your emails. I know we forget stuff a lot, but also I know you guys forget things too. Because I'll hear from a lot of you saying, "Oh, I was going to write in, and then I forgot, and then I didn't." Yeah. So uh, do it while you're thinking of it. Just yeah. do it now, and then. Uh, We'll forget what you're mentioning, but that, that's our problem, yeah, not yours. It's fine. It'll all work out. Yeah. Oh, and uh, we're on Twitter. I'm at Algar. I'm at Maggie Robots. And uh, we'll be back next week. Yeah, see you, folks. Twala, bang babies. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. 
Copyright 2022, Elgar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.